Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Thank you so much for staying with us. Today we're discussing adoptions in South Africa. Sue Kravitz is a director at Impilo Child Protection and Adoption Services. I'm also in conversation with Tembim Jeni, who is an adoption social worker at ABBA, specializing in adoption as a social and social services. She's a social worker there. And, and we really want to unpack, particularly with you, if you are thinking of adopting a child, if you have been through the process and maybe you are going through the process, what are your experiences? We'd like to open the lines on 011-714-2006. WhatsApp notes are also welcome on 0614-104-107. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for making the time to be with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having us on. Hello, Tembi. Are you there? Is your line okay? Yes. Thank you I'm so much you. to also for, for, for you uh, for being with us as well. So let me ask you, let me start with you around the processes of adopting in South Africa. H- how difficult are they? Um, well, they are quite difficult. Um, it's, it's not to say they're impossible, but mm. they're very structured and there's a very structured process. And there's good reason for that because mm-hmm. we have to make decisions in trusting a child to somebody, it's a permanent decision. So we want to be as sure as we can regarding the decision and the recommendation. Mm. So there are very specific processes and procedures you have to go through. For, for you, Tembi, who, who sees these families um, going through this and the children who do need to be placed in, a, in, a, in, in homes, is, is the stringency of the process a problem? Uh, I can say due to COVID, it did affect us. But uh, before COVID, it was different mm-hmm. because uh, the children were not staying in place of safety for a long time before they can have parents. Mm-hmm. And we're having uh, many parents that were coming forward to adopt children. Mm-hmm. But due to COVID, uh, it affected their economic status because you find that that other one, they applied. But when you follow up with them now, they are no longer working. So financially, they are in the position that they cannot take care of the ch- of the child. So they decided to withdraw. So it's one of the things that uh, has affected the process at the moment. Mm. But we do still have our parents that come forward to adopt. Mm. So w- with regards to what Tembi has just said, so in the event that the parents have adopted the child and further on, there are difficulties experienced by the family. Could be death, could be divorce, could be finances. How does that affect that adoption? Okay, well, once you adopt a child, Mm. if you've completed the process, the act is very clear and it says as if born to you. Mm. So you can't hand the child back, but you can certainly seek out help like anybody would if they're in a crisis or in a difficulty. But and that's why the screening is so key mm-hmm. and so thorough because you know it's it's not a, a thing that oh if I'm if I'm not coping I've changed I, my mind I've changed my I've mind changed, you can't do that with adoption it's mm-hmm. a forever decision. Mm-hmm. Tembi, where where you come across families that are experiencing difficulties whilst the process has been completed, talk to me about those experiences. Uh, for now on, I do experience, uh, I do get uh, feedback of good experiences 
it's very rare that we can come across with the parents that uh, says, I adopted the child and then I regret my decision. For now, we uh, do get most of our good experiences. They do love uh, being with their children. And for those who uh, come forward and say, I adopted the child, and then this is now I'm experiencing, it uh, happened mostly after the parent disclosed about the adoption to the child. Then it started at that age. Uh, it depends on when the parents decided to tell the child about the adoption. And then it's when, when the child react on that uh, adoption story. And then it's where you find out the child now is reserved and uh, she doesn't want to do anything with the parents. There's now this uh, disconnection between the two. The child doesn't say much and at school and then uh, the marks are dropping down, all those things that affect the parents, and the parents will see that everything has changed after she disclosed or if it's a couple, they disclose to the child about adoption. Mm-hmm. But any other than that, uh, I don't have uh, any feedback regarding that experiences after adopting. So, Sue, so, so how do we screen the parents that are looking to adopt? Who who becomes an ideal parent? Well, that's the first thing that you should be aware of. There is no such thing as an ideal parent. Mm. Obviously, there are norms and standards, but we're not looking for that perfect family. We're looking for stable families. Mm. We're looking for people who are committed to this, who understand the implications of adopting a child, of raising a child that isn't biologically your own and can deal with that. But there's no such thing as a perfect family. Mm. You know, people have differences in religion, in um, family relationships. You know, you could have come from quite a difficult family. It doesn't exclude you from adoption. Mm. But what we, you know, obviously we... We do do alcohol and drug checks and criminal records and sexual offences. Those things, of course, are taken very seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're looking for stability and an ability to bond and attach. It doesn't have to be a couple. It can be a single person as well. Can a child withdraw? In other words, I'm hearing Tembi say sometimes it's the children who would have difficulties. Mm. Is is that legal? Can a child say, you know, actually, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Okay, so a child over the age of 10 uh, and sometimes younger, if they're mature enough, can, must sign for their own adoption. So if if a child of 12 or 15 is being adopted, they have to consent. Mm. Now, if you're saying a child has grown up in a family and now they're 15 and they've decided they don't like this family and they want to undo the adoption, there's a time period to undo an adoption. It's complex and it needs to happen within two years after the adoption. Mm. So it's unlikely if you adopt a younger child that that will happen. But that's where your counselling and your support to your adoptee and your adoptive family comes in. And, you know, we often don't hear from families for many years. And then suddenly, uh, 11 years later, you'll get a call and say, look, you know, there's some issues or the adoptee will contact you or the birth mother later on. And we 
we expect that. We expect people to, you know, have issues. Everybody has issues in life. It's not uh, exclusive to adopted children or families. And then we would, you know, help them to deal with it and put, put them in touch with the right resources in the community. Are there instances where we can learn something from an adoption that went wrong? Yes, I think you can always learn um, something. Uh, and, you know, my colleague's just been talking about telling a child. Now, when we prepare adopters, we really are quite clear with them that they should tell their adopted child that they're adopted from the minute they get the child. Because you can't spring on a 17-year-old, oh, but I'm not your biological parent, when they thought up, they thought they grew up thinking that this was so. It's like somebody took the rug out from underneath your feet. It will destabilize that person tremendously. And, and then the trust between the adopted parent and the child is broken. So she's quite right in saying that, you know, we need to tell our children that they're adopted from the beginning so that they can grow up with this information and it becomes part of who they are. They can deal with questions, they can ask questions and they know how to handle questions. So so, they, yeah. so then, you know, for, for the both of you, Tembi, why isn't this something that's then taken on, you know, as, as a prerequisite to say that the, the social worker um, would make sure that the child is informed as as we watch the child grow and you're in touch with the family and the child so that you facilitate that process? Yeah, what we do before we can place anyone uh, with the child, we make sure that we do have an adoption workshop that it's a three days workshop, three consecutive days, where all the parents that are on the waiting list by that period, we prepare them that this is what is going to come and is important to disclose to the child. We prepare them on how they can tell the child, when they can tell the child, and what information that they can give uh, to the child. So when we place them with the child, by that time they will be prepared and expecting uh, and knowing that what they should do. Because indeed, if you disclose about adoption at a later stage, and then it will emotionally affect the child. So we do have uh, those workshops with them that uh, we prepare them. Let's take a quick break. I'll be back with your voice notes as well as your calls. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. When considering a criminal record with regard to adoption, are you specific with what kind of crimes have been committed or any criminal recorded person cannot adopt kg good afternoon safm and to listeners and to the special guest it's anonymous from durban i just have two questions uh, for the guest uh, is it uh, can a person stipulate uh, what race or gender when adopting a child and point and uh, point number two can the biological parents after so many years come back and say they want the child back thank you
All right. Um, Sue Kravitz is a director at Mbilo Child Protection and Adoption Services. Tembim Cheni is an adoption social worker at ABBA Specialist Adoption and Social Services. Perhaps this is for Sue. Um, the criminal record, do you, do you check what type of a criminal record it is? Yes, sure. Um, you know, there's, there's a million different crimes. Mm. So we have to look at the severity of it mm-hmm. and when it's happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what were the circumstances? Uh, has the person rehabilitated themselves? Uh, those, yeah, so we don't say that if you've got a criminal record, you cannot adopt. Okay. What we're saying is we want to look at the criminal record and we want to assess whether we feel it would be in a child's best interest to be placed with you. Mm-hmm. Tembi, the families that may want to claim back their biological child, what's your experience with that? Okay, on that, uh, before the biological parents can uh, consent to release uh, the child for adoption, Mm -hmm. the parents should get uh, option counselling. On option counselling, because when someone comes and says, I want the child to be released for adoption. There should be reason for that. So the social worker will have to give options to that uh, person if it's the only biological mother. If they come uh, as a couple, then also again, <clears throat> the option that we do have is the foster care, it's a kinship care, is uh, for, for parenting and adoption. Kinship care, we say, okay, let's talk about your family. Let's look at your family. There's no anybody that can help you. Tell me about yourself. If you're going to church, there's no one that can help you. We just check and see if really there's nobody that can help with the child before it's adoption. Because we realize that if she's taking the decision for the child to be adopted, it's a permanent decision. It's a decision that cannot be uh, reversible. So the social worker should make sure that the biologically parents, they take informed decision. We look at parenting. Tell us about yourself. What brought you here? It can be uh, a pregnancy crisis. Maybe it was unplanned. But you look and see. Tell me about yourself. Did you go to school? You check all of those things. That she's in the position indeed that she cannot take care of the child. There's foster care. The child can be placed in a foster care home. And every two years, the decision will be reviewed when you can still have a contact with your child so that we can do reunification services at the end. But if they say we want adoption and then the social worker is going to support any decision that they are taking, then they're gonna, going to sign in front of the presiding officer, of which the presiding officer will give them 60 days to consider about the decision. If 60 days are lapsed without uh, them going to any court, not the court that they have signed in, there's no withdrawal, then it's final. Mm-hmm. Then to answer the, the caller from Deben, there will be no any other day that the biologically parents will come and say, I want my child back, because she knows very well when she consents that she's taking a permanent decision of which she's giving all the rights and the responsibilities to the person that is going to adopt the child. In other ways, that person, it will be like a person that never gives birth to the child, and she understands that. So the magistrate makes sure that uh, she's in sober mind when she makes that decision. 
and the social worker will provide with the counseling report that shows that we did speak about these options and she opted for adoption. Are we obligated to tell the child who the parents are, even if the parents have asked that that is not the case? Yes. Are you asking me? Oh, okay, thank yes, you. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Yes, it's very important. That is why when we do the workshop, we make sure that the parents, they should know on what to give, in, what information to give to the child on what age. Because the information of the biological parents, for example, the child of 10 years, 13 years, cannot be able to handle it in a good way. It would be not good to tell the parents that uh, your mom is in mamilodi, your mom has uh, having other two children. For that age, is for the child to know that was not born from them. But when the child now is 18 years old, can be able to uh, handle that information. The child will be mature enough to understand what uh, adoption is done. Okay. So the, the issue of race and gender. Yes. Um, look, part of the screening is to look at issues like that. Mm-hmm. Do, what race, what gender, what disabilities. Can you deal with an abandoned child? Can you deal with a consented child? Do you want to meet? Are you open to meeting the biological mother? All of these but but, but can you can you cherry pick? In other words, can I you say? Can, and you must say. Okay. In, because otherwise you're going to end up with a child that you're not comfortable with. We're fortunate enough in South Africa when um, to be able to make these choices in some racial groups. Remember, we, we unfortunately, we have a lot of black children who are available, but we don't have very many Indian or, or, or white children. So there it's more difficult. You know, if you come and say you want a girl, a white girl of six months, that's really difficult. Um, so there are parameters of age, you know, up to two years, um, etc. I, I almost want to ask you the question around, you know, I, I know earlier I asked you about changing one's mind. And I, I have a scenario in mind where, so, so let's just say the child is gay and you would never have known this. Um, you know, upon adoption at birth or, you know, a few weeks in, into their birth. W- what kind of dynamics does this pose and where that family is just not accepting? Aren't those the kind of situations that sometimes have uh, an exception to the rule? Wow. Sue? After so many years of adopting, and then it turns out that... I mean, it happens in real families, Sue. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's, I mean that's why I ask. Just- give the child away you you know the adoption isn't the issue there it's parenting and relationships and the bonding Mm -hmm. and how can i support this child and how can we support the parents to deal with it Mm -hmm. um you know you can't just come and say at at 16 well this boy is now gay i don't want him can you imagine what that would do to that child Mm. it would destroy them completely So you can't give them that. Obviously, within a few weeks, if there's a major issue and something's changed your mind, that's why we close before the adoption Mm -hmm. and give parents a chance, you know, before it's all wrapped up and finalized Mm -hmm. so that they can see if they've picked up something or there's 
information medically that's not correct. But to undo an adoption is a very serious business. That's why, again, we have to be very careful with our screening. I wonder about, though, with all that in mind, about the rights of the child. Um, because I, I know that children pick up stuff themselves sometimes before they're 18 and, and they make pick up on sensitivities. I'll tell you what, ladies, can I ask that we take a quick break? We'll go to the headlines and then we'll be back with more of this question and then okay. um, we'll take some voice notes as well. It's 2.30. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. I have a question as far as adoption is concerned. Do they check the financial records of the couple that's adopting the family? Because I know of a case that where the three children were adopted for financial gain support from the government. Are they checking on that before the child is ad- adopted? Thank you and God bless you. Hello, Pamelo. Uh, today, CFM listeners. This is me. I want to find out now, Pamelo. In a case where you adopt a child, you grow the child up nicely all these years. Then when the child is old, they decide to go to their, uh, to their biological parents. In a case like that, what do you do? Me, chickens on a run. Okay. Um, Tembi Mcheni is an adoption social worker at ABBA Specialist Adoption and Social Services. Sue Kravitz is a director at Impilo Child Protection and Adoption Services. Um, the question that's just come through around people who would adopt and then further then seek uh, financial support from government, is, is that common? I don't know if it's the same as I know that there are people who foster children. Um, and, and I know that that's a different conversation. It's not necessarily people who are adopting children. May you assist us a little bit there, Tembi? Um, for adoption, we don't have a, a support grant like with foster care. Mm-hmm. Foster care, there's a foster care grant when you are fostering uh, the child. Mm-hmm. There's a grant that you're going to get uh, from the government. But with adoption, we don't have uh, a foster care grant. Uh, if you adopt and in future you, you, you want to get a grant, you're going to apply for the child support grant. It's not going to be an uh, adoption. It should be just the general one. Okay. Um, yes. Sue, I had brought up the issue of, of the rights of the child. Mm. And um, I think the second uh, voice note was also alluding to that, where the child has decided they'd rather return to their biological family. And and I wonder to what extent do we factor that in? Children mature at different phases. It may most definitely be after the two years. And and maybe discover that the reasons this, this couple was adopting was not necessarily genuine. And when I say genuine, I mean, I, I say it in jest in the sense that sometimes people's marriages insist on having a child, not because, you know, they, they have the capacity to love, but because it's difficult that there isn't a child. So there are all sorts of other reasons why people do adopt that may not be picked up. And in the event that the child experiences the discomfort, do they have rights? How ma- you know, how much are we able to hear their story and take it? Yes. So look, you know, marriages break down. Parents, a parent could be killed or, or get ill. That is life. We can't prevent those things from happening and we can't look into the future. 
So yes, the child might end up in a difficult situation. The the child might end up not clicking with that family and there's serious Mm. difficulties. Mm. Obviously, if there's abuse, that is a very serious situation and there are uh, processes to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the child has has rights like any other child. And if the child at some point reconnects with his or her biological family and there's a decision to go and live with that family. Yes, they can do that, of course. Um, But hopefully, if the parents who've adopted the child seek help early enough, are open about discussing discussing adoption, you know, we we often find these problems and these crises blow up when there hasn't been an openness about the fact that the child is adopted. And Tembi spoke about telling the child, it's age sensitive. You tell an 11-year-old this much, you tell a 16-year-old that much. And you you go on the journey with the child as an adoptive parent so they don't feel alienated mm. from you mm. as a parent. Mm. They feel that you support them in whatever decision they make. And that's what parenting is about mm. in general. Ladies, I'm going to have to thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Sue Kravitz is a director at Mbilo Child Protection and Adoption Services and Tembim Cheney, who is an adoption social worker at ABBA Specialist Adoption and Social Services.